one. What's up, everybody? It's the boy D. Reed, Tim Reed. Once again, Cuts Convo and Coffee. How y'all doing out there? Y'all doing all right out there? Thank y'all for watching, man. Um, it's another week, Tim. Another week. What episode is this, Tim? Episode seven. Seven is like a lucky number, you know what I mean? It's a good number, a good spiritual number, you know? Um, we got a big show for y'all today. We got so much so much to talk about um it, it's so much going on that we almost felt like we had to cram stuff in here just to make this week um i mean just so we could fit everything in this week so welcome again for, to cuss convo and coffee we are in the building for those who haven't been watching this for the last couple weeks this is one of the hottest podcasts that i saw like this year so far and i could be a little biased but you know what i mean <laughs> But um, we want to thank you guys for supporting us and, and watching um, Cuss Convo on Coffee. The reason why we call that because me and Tier, we come from that whole beauty era of beauty salons and barbershops. Mm -hmm. And honestly, a lot of people don't get to hear what goes on inside a barbershop until you actually come to the barbershop. Right. So Cuss Convo on Coffee is going to give you all a little sneak peek behind the doors. You know, I'm behind the closed doors on the realness. Um, we ain't doing all that sensitive stuff. You know what I mean? Right. We're going to keep it. Tier, tell me, tell me, Tier, are you kind of like... Um, the rip the band off, rip the bandaid off type of person. Uh, sometimes, sometimes so, it's necessary. Okay, just get it over with. Just get it over yeah. with. So we're gonna give you all the raw, uncut truth. Um, you know what I mean? We don't really care what anybody else think. You know what I mean? Because you know, really or what they think. So shout out to uh, hashtag <laughs> who who <laughs> who the TF. Is they, you know what I mean, who came up I with the design. We, like, we can say what we want. This is Cuts Common <laughs> Coffee. We really can say what we want. So listen. We're gonna, we're gonna chill but listen, y'all want y'all to know, man, I, I just can't wait till uh, Thursday nights come because we get the chance to um express ourselves and to express ourselves on um on the issues, on the national issues, the local issues. Um it's a lot going on. And also we get to um touch on y'all point of views and stuff like that in the show of you know things that y'all you know witnessed and heard through the, the social media because social media right now on fire like with a lot of issues so we're going to tackle those issues we got our um covid update we got the hots list which y'all see who made the hot list and i'm sure y'all going to know some of the stuff that you know that's on the hot list so again thank you guys for watching tear how was your week tell me that the weeks are running in together at this point but right. you know i went to go visit the shop and make sure everything was everything right i'm going to put all new product in there and just trying to get prepared for next week when we good open. good how was memorial day I don't even remember, honestly. Ain't that amazing? Let me tell you something about, I mean, Memorial Day, you know, everybody do the barbecues and stuff like that. Pretty much in our culture, we do a lot of barbecuing. Uh, holidays are different nowadays. Yeah. Like, holidays are really different. Like, you really don't get to spend the holidays like you want to because of the COVID stuff. It's kind of like the new world, you know what I mean? I hate, again, I hate, y'all know what I hate? I hate the new norm. I hate that word. I don't like that. I just don't like the new norm. It's like, I'm, I have to, um, what I want to, I just have to, uh, kind of come up under it you know what i mean more so and submit myself to it i just don't like that but if change is going to happen to change and then one thing you said too you said we got to embrace the change yes we got to use that as an opportunity to elevate make sure even though we're going through this it's, it's an opportunity to elevate Absolutely. so i had a great week um this week uh of course memorial day was again you know what i mean just something you know that we, i finished watermelon cornbread too hey! <laughs> i finished um for those who out there are watermelon cornbread fans, 
And um, I wrote a play back in 2010, so this will be the 10 year anniversary. And I wrote a couple other plays, but Watermelon Cornbread was the comedy play that everybody just seemed to gravitate to. Like everybody loved it. You remember when we was on blast. tour down south and all that stuff? Yeah. Um, we took the whole family. Oh my God, the makeup, the backstage, the shout out to the Watermelon Cornbread family. And that includes the actors, the band, the set people, the people out there doing the concessions. Like we had a show that was that just was rocking. Um, a lot of you guys showed love to Watermelon Cornbread. So much love that I thought that it would be a good idea to write Watermelon Cornbread too. So I finished Watermelon Cornbread 2 this week, which is one of the highlights of my week, honestly. Because when you write, and look, a lot of people out there, for those who are writing um, stage plays or even movies, screenplays, you, they, you know, it's so much discipline involved. You know what I mean? And for those who want to write stage plays or want to do movies or even books, you know what yeah. I mean? This the writing thing. It's number one. It's therapeutic too. You know what I mean? So, and it's a challenge. Uh, but the most important thing is you have to be disciplined. You have to be able to shut everything and everybody out. Get into the midnight hours. You know what I mean? And really start um, honing your craft and start writing. Um, it's a whole lot to do with uh, plays because now I have all these characters in my head. So, y'all, if you watch me around the house, you might be seeing me just zone out. But I got these characters in my head. I got Pastor Raymond in my head. I got Clarence in my head. I got Julie in my head. I got Gigi in my head. I got Olivia in my head. So I just want you to know that when you're writing, you just got to be so disciplined and you got to be creative to balance the room too. So in there, you, and when you're writing plays, you got to balance the room. Who talk, who talk this much. It's more than just writing things out in scripts. People don't understand that. You got to balance it out. Who talked the most? Who said this? Who, when it's time for them to speak? Or what? You know what I mean? Just put yourself in those modes. So again, Watermelon Cornbread 2 is finished. Um, I am deciding to bring it out hopefully this fall, depending on how we are with this um, COVID-19 thing. It's like we saying this word so much, you know? Um, but depends on depending on that. And I'm saying that because that's if we're going to have it at a theater or even, I don't care, any type of venue that can hold us because we bring out a great crowd. I mean, at least a thousand people per wow. show, you know. So we um, we bring out a great crowd. So I want to make sure that we follow the guidelines, whatever's going on. Who knows what's going to happen um, in, in November, right. you know. But I also want to do a videotape of it. So I want to do a videotape of it so we can actually shop it to Netflix or those type of venues and stuff That'd like that. Great. So you guys that can get out or don't want to get out can actually watch it at home. So, yeah. you know, what about the cornbread two is back. It's called the holidays. So I just want you to have an opportunity to bring your family out, bring your kids out. You know, a lot of plays are grown plays. Yeah. So I want to bring out a play where you can actually bring the whole family, enjoy yourself. But it's going to be PG-13, you know. <laughs> yeah, PG-13. Oh, we have a good time. So I, I, I think it's so again, you know, shout out to the Watermelon Cornbread uh, fans. I really, really appreciate you guys supporting us over the years. But uh, your boy back, you hear me? Yeah. I'm back and I'm happy. Just I didn't want to get, I, wanted, I didn't want to let June come in here without me finishing that script. And I actually, just so you know, for the, again, those who want to write, how long it takes, it depends on you and the most, the most, um, the most uh, what do I want to say, the discipline that you put into it. Yeah. Because I started writing Watermelon Cornbread 2 back in October. Took a break. Took a break. You know what I mean? Christmas break and all. Well, I did a lot of writing in Christmas because I needed the Christmas songs. How about that? Mm -hmm. So I'll make sure I did a lot of writing in December yeah. because everybody's doing Christmas songs. And I knew that I had to take advantage of that opportunity to write during Christmas season. Because I'm telling you, when it came to like January and then February, I'm in the office listening to Christmas music or in the car. And those who follow me see that I'm listening to Christmas music sometimes. Mm -hmm. But you have to do that to put yourself in like in that vibe. Now, do you yeah. think you did that because... Did you have any moments of writer's block where you just like, I don't 
I, you know what's funny? Um, I usually have a lot of writer's block during uh, the time that I'm writing, mm -hmm. but this time uh, I didn't have that many writer blocks, but I do remember at least two. And I had to get away from it. And I got away yeah. from it maybe like at least a week or two. And then I came back. And then it's something about the holiday season with this sparking up the energy and the vibe yeah. that I needed. So it was cool. You know what I mean? Then I put myself in the family mode. It's, it's really good because um, I can just see how people can write horror movies and them evil movies. Like, dang, you got to have this type of mindset. I don't think I can do that because I'm not in that mindset. Right. But, and, I, and I can write adult stuff that deals with relationships. But this was really uh, more fun because the family was involved and, and the Christmas, yeah, and I like Christmas music, man, all year round. I just like Christmas music, so it worked out pretty good. So enough of watermelon cornbread. I just want to share that with you guys because it's on here that I got to share y'all, share to y'all how much my how good my week went. Right. So that's awesome. So yeah. So we're gonna get into the show. Um, first things first. Uh, what we got first here? Uh, the statistics for COVID nineteen. Oh. COVID-19, USA statistics. Uh, it may kind of bother y'all, but I think actually we are getting better. You know what I mean? But then again, then again, I just seen a report that we actually hit the 100,000 mark. Yeah. And it does sound a little bad on that. However, this is 300 million people. And again, I'm not downplaying it, but putting things in perspective, 100,000 people is 100,000 people. And I don't want to be you know, insensitive to that. Because that's right. somebody's mom, mom, grandma, brother, sister that... They don't care what that number is. I lost my loved one. So I want to, um, you know, send my code of condolences out to everybody that yeah. may have lost somebody or know somebody that lost somebody. You know what I mean? So um, they got a million cases, 746, um, 19,000 new cases. And this is all America. This is all USA. So we'll touch on the national stuff as well. Um, the death toll was um, 100,000. Um, of course, again, I just said we just mentioned. The new death is that like this week? I think the new death uh, is this week is 1,415. Um, again, it's just one of those situations where we don't want to be insensitive. It, it may seem low, but it, yeah. you know that's someone's loved one, so we want to respect that. You know, um, Kenny didn't have the recovery rate on here, so I'm trying to figure out why my manager didn't put the recovery rate on here because I know he's part of the fear campaign. Like, I'm like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> they said he had it down here for Delaware. Okay, so we're gonna get to Delaware. So that was national, you, you guys, so you could separate, you know, the difference. Um, in Delaware, how many cases was uh, nine thousand? Yeah, 9,066. So in Delaware, it's 9,066 cases, and it's also 4,802 recoveries. That's, that's, that's something to tell me, you know what I mean? But it's also 335 deaths. Uh, like, <laughs> no, I'm just playing, I'm just playing. <laughs> no, but yeah, she, yeah, no, she grabbed the claps. Oh, but it's also 335 deaths. No, oh. again, but um, no, we want to be serious about that. So 9,000 cases, 4,800 recovery, which is almost half. So that's not bad. You know what I mean? That's not bad, you know? And then um, 335 deaths. So that's Delaware, and that, and then we already gave you the USA. So a um, couple new things that's going on in Delaware while we're talking about the COVID stuff. Um, they're lifting bans on... June, you know, out of state travel. That's June first, actually. So that's coming up Monday. So Delaware has been under a certain bans where one of them was if you're have if you have family that's from out of town that's coming to visit you here. And I'm just recapping the things you guys probably already know. Um, they would have to come here and quarantine for like 14 days. Right. Well, that ban is going to be lifted June first. Um, short short time rentals. Um, that's going to be lifted to uh, short term rentals. So that includes hotels and stuff like that, beach homes and all that. So that they just lifted on the first. On the first. Oh, that's interesting. Now, do they still have the same thirty percent? 
Well, it's funny because um, now we get into, of course, the beach is already open, um, the restaurants and stuff. So restaurants can open, but they, and you have to go on to uh, Delaware.gov to get all the information because there's a lot of information. Yes. Um, the the um, restaurant and other places, even the barbershop and salon can open, but to a certain capacity. Just so y'all know that it's the capacity of the fire code. So wherever the fire code is, and it's 30% of that capacity. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't yeah. know. They don't know, well, does that mean I have this many chairs? No, you got to look at the fire code and then it's the 30% of that. Right. People are still required to come in and wear masks. And if you got two or three people, y'all got to wear maskuses. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> no, but listen, um, so 30% and you still have to wear masks coming up into the building. Also, um, what else? Oh, we said beach open, still masks, the restaurant, um, the fire code. It was something else. Outdoor gatherings. So the outdoor gatherings is up to 250 mm. people. I don't know. I have to read and make sure you guys even can post that if y'all want to. Let me know what exactly, you know, is it barbecues? Is it, you know what I mean? Whatever. Oh, and we're talking about churches. We talked about churches last week. Yeah. So churches also have that same percentage as well. Um, shout out to the churches who actually fought, you know, to yes. be back into the building. You know what I mean? They spoke up for their religion, right? Mm. Religious rights. They spoke up. Uh, things got done, and in our state, they actually did open up for you know, you'd have churches. And I think that was sometime last week, early last week, or at least the latter part of last week. So that was really good. I really, um, shout out, I really, really, um, love the fact that they went out there and, um, hustled to get that thing done. So shout out to the churches. Um, the 250, getting back to that, yeah, that's cool, that's cool. Getting back to that, um, I don't know exactly all the 250, um, outside gallon. Did anybody post that? It was like, I know it's groups and stuff like that. I talked to the local bar that was um, next, that's next door to his image, and they're able to open too as well. Uh, I don't think nobody gets really sit oh, at the bar. open? Yeah, but it's 30% capacity. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he has two sides. So whatever his capacity is, I know it's 50 on one and 50 on the other. So that's how they have to break it up because he has wow. two sides of the bar. So for those who have those type of business, make sure you look that up. You know what I mean? So. Other than that, Tier, what are the things that we are doing differently at His Image? Because I know we talked about it, but I want them to know some of the things that we decided to do differently at the shop. Well, I mean, we're just following protocol, honestly. We're just doing everything we can based on that. Um, the only thing, that's the only difference we're making right now. We're just making sure we're wearing our masks. <laughs> <laughs> and um, people have waiver. to sign, yeah, we have to sign a waiver. We got to sign a waiver, so when you come in now, you'll sign a waiver. Yeah. Um, everyone that's getting service will be uh, prompt to sign a waiver. Um, we got all the signs everywhere. Of course, if you got some type of illness or anything that's going on with you, um, of course, you will not be welcome in the shop. They are not encouraging elderly people to really come out at all. Right. Even though the state is opening up, they are really trying to encourage the, young, the older people to really just stay home. You know what I mean? Because they are a big population of the people that are actually getting hit the hardest. You know what yeah. I mean? And I know some young people are still getting hit too, but that older population, we got to make sure that we look out for mom, mom, and grandma, and grandpa. You know what I mean? Let them know, hey, you know, chill on this one for right now. At least yeah, this first round. At least for a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, another thing is, um, you know, of course, we're making sure we're going to have a little section where you come in. You're going to sanitize your hands. We can't take clients back to back like we used to. Oh, yes. So, um, what is it, like an hour? Like an hour in between clients. Maybe just give us time to clean up. And, well, 15 minutes, you know, actually, still. It's still 15, 15 minutes. minutes. So, after the client, you got to have at least 15 minutes to clean up. Right. Um, the waiting area. I don't think there's no waiting area, though. I think we have to no, not. No, that's the waiting car. Okay, waiting in the car. Uh, and it was one other thing, too. Oh, you said appointments only. Mm -hmm. 
So we're doing appointments only. Shout out to his image barbers who are actually, you know, waiting in the wings. And we all, we have a Zoom meeting coming up, I think Sunday. Sunday, yeah. So we talk to the crew just to get them, you know, up the, um, up the code and, you know, up the beat on what's going on, what's to come for our uh, salon. And for those who do have salons, just make sure that you check online. Right. You know, follow the code Delaware Delaware.gov. So you can go on there and see all the um, requirements. All the things, so, um, and of course, of course, if you come to watch Cuss Convo and Coffee, we have no uh, problem letting you know exactly. what's going on. Um, other than that, um, the only thing that I am down about, and I know there's a group of people that's more down than I am about, is the nail salons. The nail salons are not open yet. You know how I feel about it. Let me tell you something. Ladies, listen, fellas, let me put y'all down some. Look, come on. Listen, listen, man. Fellas, listen to me. Join together and we're going to pray for these women that they will open up the nail salon because they're getting in the bed with these butt naked toenails. <laughs> and they ain't talking about this. These toenails are raw. Look at them. You know what I mean? I'm trying to tell you. And, and listen, it's like, look, it's summer now. They don't have to sleep with no socks on. A lot of sleeping with socks on. And, you know, or at least trying to slide their feet under the cover before you get in the bed or making sure you sleep first. Listen, fellas, we're going to join hands right now. Look, fellas, put your hands to the screen right now. We're going to pray that they open up these nails to the line so these women can start, get these feet done. Yes, Let me tell you, I'm a feet person. Let get that right. Clap, clap, clap. And those who watch it, I know y'all watching. Listen, we praying for you that you will get those toes done so you yes. can stop sucking them under the cover. You can stop coming to bed with socks on. It's 90 degrees outside. But listen. Walk around with booties on. Yeah, that. walk around with booties all day. We know what you're doing. You hear me? You're trying to hide them butt naked toes. Listen. And look, it's funny because can y'all do Look, y'all, y'all can't y'all do your own toenails? I can't. It's not the same. I need to know why y'all not you know, doing your own right. toenails. I'm going to try. You're going to try. <laughs> I'm going to do it today. Oh, my God. So, we want to pray for the young ladies out here and older ladies who are struggling right now in the struggle. You know what I mean? Uh, because we got to get them toes done and them nails. You yeah, know what I mean? like to talk like this. Yeah. <laughs> you like, like do all this and that. How you, how you going to get smart with somebody and you yeah. like this? The moment you get smart, we'll say, hold up, you need to get your nails done. First of all, sit down. First of all, sit your head down and get your nails done. And then you lost the whole battle. <laughs> you lost the whole battle and you try to give it to somebody like this. You know what I mean? Girl, let me tell you, I was first. No, girl, you can get your nails done before you start coming at me. Don't come for me until you get your nails done. And let me see your feet. Listen, man, we, we, we missed the toenail. The French manicure, the French pedicure, all that stuff. And I'm a feet guy. I've been like, you know, matter of fact, a lot of men like nice looking feet. You know what I mean? That's mm -hmm. a deal breaker for some people. You know what I mean? Hold up, girl. You know, they just see the video on TikTok where they walk up to somebody and they walk back. <laughs> Yo, well, you see her got her nails done. Oh, she ain't got them done. <laughs> we be bagging up on your ass. You hear me? Oh but listen, man. Um, yeah, we're going to keep that um, in prayer. You know what I mean? That they will open up. And I'm going to do whatever I can. Matter of fact, I have a meeting, meeting um, with the board Monday. So, and again, the board is doing the best that they can with the shops and salons and all realness. Yeah. But when the government makes the calls and calls the shots... Uh, it's not a lot that the board can do. Um, to make sure y'all got your paperwork right. Oh, please get your paperwork right. Take it as a warning. Whatever you want to take it. I'm on the inside, so I know what's being said at the table and all that. Make sure you got your paperwork right. We don't want nobody to take anything from you that you have built up. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have built up and you take care of your family. Make sure you protect that and keep your family. Absolutely. All right. Mm -hmm. So, right about now. Moving on to the hot. This is my favorite part of the show. 
and it's actually called the Hots. This is the part where we get to talk about everything that's national. We talk about a lot of um, all those things, but um, it's time to get into the Hots. Okay. So first up with the Hots. Woo. Joe Biden. Joe Biden. What do you say? Oh, God. Mm. So it's 7.51 um, p.m. So uh, last week, Joe Biden was on The Breakfast Club and how Breakfast Club is doing it now. They're doing the um, the, the video thing. Of course, everybody doing the Zoom. They don't, of course, have it at the uh, studio anymore. So Charlemagne, the God. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he calls himself Charlemagne, the God. But, you know, we, we, we'll, we'll accept it. That's his thing. Cool. We ain't going to judge. No judge. Um, Charlemagne, the God, interviewed Vice President Joe Biden. I didn't watch the whole interview, but I, I wanted to. You know what I mean? But with so much going on. I mean, so many other stories going on. Uh, however, during the interview, and this is what I heard. Y'all correct me if I'm wrong for those who've seen it. Um, what I heard that Charmaine was kind of like hard on Joe, you know what I mean? Really hard on him, and some people even took it as kind of disrespectful, you know what I mean? Like that with. See, that's another thing. That's another thing. Charlemagne has been doing this for years. When you go on Charlemagne's show, you go on a breakfast club, you already know, you know what I mean? You already know zebra can't change the stripes. You already know, so he already is like this during the show. Right. We know that. He know that, and I'm sure the people of Joe Biden watched the show, so they already knew. Um, not making excuses for Joe, Joe, Joe Biden, because there's two sides to this that I'm gonna tell you the two sides. Um, so at near the end, I guess um, Joe, Joe probably got fed up, and, and he said, "Listen, I tell you one thing: if you ain't you ain't you got to choose between me and Donald Trump, man, you ain't black." <laughs> so so Joe Biden said that. Now, there's two sides, two narratives. So one side is the people are saying, that's right, Joe. The people that love Joe, Joe Biden. That's right, Joe. Say that shit. Say that, man. Right. Yo, what? That's right, man. Because, you know, they love Joe, but they also hate Donald Trump. So that's one argument, right. which I respect that. You love Joe, Joe, Joe Biden. I got you. You from Delaware? We all, hey, Joe. You know what I mean? Um, the other side is the people who are saying, Man, who the hell do you think he's talking about who ain't black? Who the hell, he can't tell me I ain't black because I ain't Democrat. He can't tell me I'm black. Who gives him the power as a white man to give the power to say who's black or not? You so just did. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> you, you just did because he don't have that power. Yeah, right? So I, I, how, do you, how do you feel when you first heard it? And I kind of elaborate on how I felt. How did you feel when you first heard the fact that Joe? I know you, there, so I already know how you get there. I don't get offended over words. Like, <laughs> right. It bother me. But if I was Charlemagne, uh-huh. I would have been like, nigga, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Nigga, please. Man. Yo, and I think, and you know, part of me do feel that was blown out of proportion. You know what I mean? A little bit. We love I mean, Joe. Uh, I mean, some of y'all. You know what I mean? Presidential. I guess he can't say things like that. Yeah. And let me tell you something. If I gotta be honest, uh, when it comes to political, I don't really tell people my side or something like that. Sometimes I just try to be neutral. I like to hear the stories. I like to hear, you know, where they come from. At the end of the day, we don't know none of these people. Like, we just, and that's a fact. We don't know them. Always just go by their record, what they have done, what they have said, you know, and I kind of weigh that out. Now, keep in mind, the guy that we got in office right now is not presidential. Not, not one drop of president nothing. You know what I mean? Nothing. And guess what? We already knew that, too, about him. You know, and I hear people talking about that guy. I can say Trump, Trump in the office because yeah. this is the shop. This is the shop. 
And I hear people talking about it, and it's cool to, and you valid the way that you feel. But the more that we talk about Trump, the more we get to understand how America is sometimes, man, because y'all allowed this man to be in office. He has never was president. He never was presidential. He was a CEO of a company. He is a businessman. If you're looking for him to be president, then true and president, yeah. you're already going to get yourself upset. You're yeah, I I never had that expectation. No. He is not a president. Never was. Never said he was, really. And, and technically, I really don't think he really wanted to be president. And that's just me personally. I just think that he's a winner type of guy, and I got to conquer, and I'm just going to yeah, show you that I can get this office too. You know what I mean? And just happen to win. Just happen to win. But again, America, you know, a lot of people look at America like a business, which it is to a certain extent. You know what I mean? I'm sure he got some other moral stuff that, you know, is our country. But at the end of the day, there is a business yeah. to run. And some people, it's just, they wanted a CEO. They really didn't want a president. You know what I mean? So I said to say that, we got to say this just to kind of get that out of the way for us. The political stuff, I'm not really into politics like that. Me personally, again, I think they all on the same team. You know, <laughs> I think at the end yeah. of the day, I think at nine to five, they on TV looking like they fighting each other and get us all fighting each other. And then at five o'clock, they go on the parent teachers meeting <laughs> with other Republicans and other Democrats. They go into the same steakhouse. They go into the same school that they all kids go to. Yep. They go into everybody. There's only so many high class schools you can go to. Guess what? All the kids go to those schools. They go to the same school. You're not going to keep beating with people you're running into. Oh, hey, or, or soccer moms. All the Republican wives and, and Democrat wives, soccer moms, they all on the same field together. So maybe that's just me, and I thought I could just be honest. You know, <laughs> I didn't, they all get along behind the curtains. You know, they go yeah. on stage, they, go, they know they're going to go on stage and, and snap on each other, talk about each other. But before they go out there, they say, listen, I'm going to go out here and beat you up a little bit. And they, ha ha ha, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> and then when they get off stage, it's the other Democrat term, you ain't had to say that about me, I'm going to go out here and say it's about you. You know what I mean? Uh, and then we all bicker about sides. You know, and, and another thing is, think think real hard to yourself. How has any president affected your life personally? Did it stop you from getting your goals done in your life? No. Did it did it hold you back from achieving certain things? Like I don't. I'm, I mean, I'm just asking the question because me personally, um, I, I don't feel that any president has stopped me from getting and doing what I wanted to do in life. Right. I don't think they didn't stop me. You know what I mean? Um, I don't think it affects my life so much. And I'm not saying that insensitive for people that may feel that the president has affected your life. That's cool. That's cool. But me personally, for Derek Reed, ah, Terry, I don't, you know, and I'm not saying you shouldn't vote. You should go out and vote. That's what you want to right. do, go out and vote. You know what I mean? But for the most part, I don't feel that it just affected my life so much that they holding me back. Because my thing is this, it doesn't matter who's in the White House, as long as God is in my house. Yeah. That's where I'm at. It doesn't matter. Who's in the White House when God's in your house? That's all that matters. You know what I mean? So make sure that's the guy that's in the house. Yeah. That's the that? one in the office. You know, and I ain't trying to get all churchy and put my keyboard out. You know what I mean? <laughs> but again, Joe Biden, man, um, you know, he he just he, he had a gaffe and he has many gaffes, you know. And I'm really hard on Joe Biden, I'm gonna be honest with you guys, because if you're gonna be next president, you got represent Delaware, I want him to be right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But also I'm sensitive to the fact that this man has went through so much in his life too. Absolutely. He lost his son, he lost his wife, he lost his daughter. I mean, he done been through a lot, and he also getting older in age. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I used to make... Forget that, the man is 77. He's 77? What? After he's 77 years old. Mm. 
Wow. I don't want no 77 year old president. I'm just being honest. Well, that's me. Let me tell you something. We're going to go to somewhere else when we got to talk about these big issues. Because listen, we it's a little fluffy right now. It is. But we got some serious issues that we got to talk about. But me personally, I'm tired of voting for rich white men. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm tired of voting for rich old white men. I'm sorry. When Barack was there, thank God, kumbaya, thank you God. It was a relief for those eight yeah. years that he was there. And not just because he's black, just the fact that he was young yeah, too. You know what I mean? He kind of was a, attached to the generations. You know what I mean? He had a little color on him, but guess what? He went all black. He was half. You know what I mean? <laughs> got that white mom, so you can't disrespect that white side. He's not going to disrespect right. his white side. So he kind of like on both sides. He know a little white lingo. He know a little hood talk. You know what I mean? And he, you know, for real, he knew about social media. You know, he knew, so I felt good about that because it showed a young vibe, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think America need that young vibe. The problem is that we got so many old people that are stuck in their ways, that's not about change, that's not trying to hear what the young people got to say. It's a lot of stuff that's going on that, yo, sit your old ass down, no disrespect. We trying to go to the top. Sit your old ass down. We tired of voting for you. You already got enough money. Like, how much money do you want? You're on your way out. You're on your way out of here. <laughs> Jesus is about to come get you at any moment. <laughs> but, but yeah, this cuts common on coffee. Y'all already know how we get down. We're going to go ahead and make sure we kick the real. You know what I mean? So, Joe Biden, shout out to Joe Biden who made a, a, a bad uh, gaffe. Uh, good luck on the presidency. You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. Um, Anybody. But let's not get too bent yeah. up out of shape because he said, and I know I joke on there, I say, if you ain't watching Cuss Common Coffee, you ain't black. <laughs> but I, I know I'm kind of hard on him, but at the same time, I know he's an older, like Tyr said, 77 years old, he's an older guy. Um, he's trying to, I guess he, his motive is to make a difference in America because what we've been dealing with and being represented, that we have been represented the wrong way from a CEO and not someone that's presidential who, right. who actually got a lot of things that, wow, did you just say that? Wow, did you just do that? You know, you're in the highest office and the highest chair. Come on, man. You know what I mean? You, you're being so selfish that you're not thinking the fact that it's a whole world looking at you as the number one world leader. Like, you really have to buckle down, you know what I mean, and say, you know, the time that he's there and, he, and maybe he's going to be out soon. Yeah. But come on, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Represent the country right. You know, at least Delaware, I mean Delaware, Delaware too, at least uh, United States is one of those countries where everyone look for answers. They look for leadership. And right now we just don't have it. You know what I mean? Because again, we don't have a president that's in there. We have a CEO that's in there that's trying to run a business. And um, we need a president. So with that being said, shout out to Joe Biden. I try not to be as hard on him. Do what you want. Make sure you all get out there and vote. You know, all those type of things. So. Yeah. You know, I want to deter somebody. So, Tier, oh, it's 8 o'clock. It's 8.01. We're going to talk about the first um, situation that happened this week. And I know you guys know the lady with the leash and the doll. Uh, what was her name? Her name was Amy, but we have down here. <laughs> Should I say it? We got Karen. Karen the cop caller. Karen the cop caller. <laughs> Did y'all see Karen the cop caller? I mean, Karen the cop caller. You know what's funny? Her name is Amy Cooper, and the guy that called the cop, the guy that was telling her about the dog leash, mm -hmm. the guy she called the cops on, his last name was Cooper, too. Yeah. You guys know that? Like, yeah, it's Kristen Cooper. Mm -hmm. Amy Cooper and Kristen Cooper. Like, what in the world? So, she called the cops on um, a black African-American man who was actually telling her to put her dog on a leash. Did y'all read the story? About yeah, the, the put the dog on a leash. Yeah. Um, again, this is uh, one of them here we go again type of situations. Uh, like, it's like every week we have to talk on this racial stuff. And I, I try not to because it's touchy, but, you know, we don't give a damn. You know right. what I mean? But right now, again, I'm telling you guys, you got some racist people out here 
that has an agenda, number one, but they also backed by a racial system. Again, that makes them feel comfortable yes. to yep. say and do the things that they do. And we'll get maybe to some solutions and stuff like that because um, even the topic of our show is uh, what now? Right. You know, after we got all this. So that was the first incident where her calling the cops. How do you feel when you saw that video? Did you just feel like, bitch? Yes. I felt like, you know, real, real talk. Did y'all feel that? Serious? I felt like, bitch, are you crazy? Why would you do that? Like, you're not the first one that done that. And you done seen many videos right. of people calling, of white women calling on black men for nothing or a kid mowing or somebody selling lemonade or like we just tired of the bullshit like come on now so she ended up calling the cops on this man for nothing and he was like cool thank you all right and it was all caught on videotape now she done lost her job good for her and now trying to apologize no so you know i don't accept it yeah, we got, we got let her, we got let her we got we got let her ride out for a while. Go ahead, Karen. Go ahead and ride this one out, Karen, because right now we're getting tired of that, man. You know, um, and then it escalates to other things um, that that happen. Uh, but this is just one thing that kind of bothers us because that's how it starts. You know, you feel like you can be backed by a racist system that say, you know what? What's the worst can happen to me? I got to call on this black man, and and she made sure she said it's an African man to tell the system that she's yeah. calling, hurry up and get down here because I'm a white woman and this is a black man, like he's some species from another world, another planet, or, or, or from the jungle she somewhere. Changed her voice. And what I'm kind of shit? On the phone. Like, come on, man. Come on. But again, that happened. Um, they handled the situation. They got her fired, of course. Um, I don't know if the guy is accepting an apology either. Uh, Christian, what I don't know what people are saying about that, but at the same time, we tired of that shit. That's that's like, no, we hear, we here we go. Tired. We're tired. We're tired of that, which brings us to the other part of our show, and that's Mr. George Floyd. George Floyd. So, a couple days ago, we all wake up, and of course, videos go viral. We wake up and we see a older black man pinned down to the ground by a cop's knee, screaming that he can't breathe. He, it, it was so emotional to all of us to see that, that hear this man say, please. And you got the audacity to sit there and still have your knee on a black man, or any man's neck, and it's even worse because it's a black man, because this is what we keep going through. You know what I mean? Not only was he did he have his knee on the man, the other cop was sitting there, and it was other cops on the side of the car when you seen the across the yeah. street picture. I didn't even know about them. Those other cops there. And there's other people walking man, look. And the cops say, like, yo, and they videotaping, yo, what are y'all doing? Y'all gonna kill him? He can't breathe. He's telling you he can't breathe. But it bothers me because it only happens to us. It only happens to us. Why is it only happening to us? You know why? Because again, it's a racial system that makes these white cops feel comfortable. Feel comfortable that I can do this to him. His life don't matter. Who's going to care? That's somebody's father on the ground. That's somebody's that's somebody's uh, uh uncle, son, husband. I think he was related to a basketball player. How about this? Or, or, or at least they said they was related or something like that, because they look alike. Um Jackson. But you know, this is another situation here. How did you feel like when you saw it? And I know how I feel. And I, again, I know you so well. So, how did you feel when you first saw that? Well, honestly, uh, I'm the type of person. I don't watch a whole lot of TV, whole lot of news, and all that. So I'm not 
I think some people are starting to get a little bit desensitized when it comes to this though, because they see it so much. Right. But for me, it's so much deeper. Yeah. When I watch it, it's so much more hurtful because I'm thinking about everything. I'm thinking about the cops that are sitting around and saying, "Yeah." Didn't have the common decency to say, "Hold up." Hold up, nigga. Hold up. That's enough. What are you doing? Listen, man. I'm sorry, y'all. Listen, man. I'm telling you right now, it's. It's so bad. And you know what? I don't know if it's y'all or, 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 or everybody feeling this, but it feels different this time. Yeah. It's something about this one that feels different. And I don't want to miss, I'll be remiss if I don't mention the young girl who got shot too. Because right. a girl got shot and I know the lady said, hold on, speak up for the sister. You right. I think her name was Brianna or something. And the cops came up in her home while she was asleep and they shot and killed her. Where that happened at? In our community, you know what I mean. So I don't want to miss her. Um, it was somebody else too, but it was. But those people, I just want to mention. But seeing this uh, George Floyd, Floyd situation, it really hit home. Um, and and it just feels different. It feels like enough is enough. I don't want to feel like oh here we go again, like you say, and become desensitized to it's it. Because it wasn't as simple as pulling the trigger. It was the fact that he actually sat there and killed him. Slowly. Sat there. You murdered him. Suffocated. And you knew. And, and you, you sat there like minutes to say, Oh, Lord. Is that what it is? You know, it, it's you know, in this world, man, people don't understand how much or how hard it is to be a black male in America. And I know y'all hear it, you know what I mean? I know y'all see it. Yeah. And again, you see it so much, you get desensitized. But let me tell you, it is hard to be a black male, whether you're successful or not. You know, I got a son too. You know what I mean? You have a son, you know, that we all praying for and making sure that we get him home. You know what I mean? I'll make sure I get home. I'm making sure I have to do extra stuff, which I shouldn't have to do, just so you won't jump because you scared, right. because you intimidated or whatever, you know? And, and just so you know, they got this rule. Listen, I'd rather be carried by seven. No, I'd rather be judged by 12 than carried by seven. So I don't know if y'all know, but a lot of cops, they got that in their mind. They got these guns and stuff like that. For even with people that, you know, carry, you know, they, they got that same lingo where, listen, I'd rather be judged by 12. I'd rather be judged by 12 than carry by seven. What they're saying is I'd rather be judged by 12 drawers and go to court, if they do go to court or whatever, or carry, then um, carry by seven in the casket. You know what I mean? So in their mind, they scared. Well, I'm going to take my chances. Yeah, but you're taking your chances on black African-American men. Like, what in the hell is going on? Like, yo, it's like, it's so different now. We're going to have to do something different. Right now, I see them that they riding over there right. in Minnesota now. I don't think that's the answer. I really don't. Not the mayor's um, against it. The mayor's like, you murdered Huh? The mayor. Even the mayor. The mayor saying, why is these cops not locked up? Um, something's going to have to be done. And again, it feels different. I do feel that we're going to have a different approach or something, but y'all can't be riding right now. I just, you know I mean? I, I know you're angry. I get it. And I'm not even trying to shut that down at all for your anger and all that. You know, you have a right to be angry. Um, but for a ride, you know, if you're a thief, you're just going to be a thief. You know what I mean? It's not, if you're a thief, you're a thief. It doesn't matter. It's like, you know, people say these people, they, these are people that, you know, they really probably steal anyway. You know what I mean? Or the fact that they could be struggling too and right. an opportunity because I don't know what they're dealing with. Um, again, that was just one of the saddest things that I saw this week um, of, Gregor, of George um, Floyd. And, and I could not believe that uh, we all had to witness this again during COVID-19. And maybe that's it too. We already all going through. We already going through it. Yeah. It's, it's just so much. And the more you talk about the story, the more you start adding other stuff. Well, you know, because of COVID, you know what I mean? It's already bad. Like we already struggling. A lot of people need finances right now. Right. A lot of people are not working right now. They doing what they got to do so they can put some food on the table right now. You don't know this man from a can of paint. 
And I think everyone should be be held accountable. Everyone that's involved. Because you got people that's talking to the cop that was standing there. Like, I mean, I'm sorry, I know y'all guys feel the same way. Um, can you, what, just let me know what they saying on there. If they want to say something, I'm cool. You know, yeah. when somebody want to voice their opinion or something they, they might have said that was uh, on point or whatever. But listen, guys, listen, we got to do something different. It can't be the same old, same old. Um, we're going to need some, we're going to need some solutions. The thing is, um, it's like to a certain extent, you kind of feel, you're starting to feel a little bit powerless because it's like, it's happening so much and nothing's being done about it. So we got to get to a point where we got to understand that this is going to be a process, but either way, a change has to come. A change has to come. Yeah. We're going to have to not, like um, the guy Jackson who calls um, George Floyd, his brother, he called him twin. He said, we're not going to let this slide. No. We can't get to the point where we just let this slide, you know, because it's happening. That's right. It's happening too many times. It's too often that it's happening, and it keeps happening to us. But I will say this too, and I, I just don't want to. I don't want to feel like I'm just on one one sided with this. Yeah. This is the first time, y'all. And you're gonna hate if y'all want. I seen more races come together, and actually in outrage. So I don't want, I'm gonna get credit with credit due because I seen Latino people out there, I seen white people out there, I seen Chinese people out there um, that's on the beat right now with the ride and stuff. Yeah. I seen, all, let me tell you something, I seen so many white people outside the house, it was outside my man's house. You know what I mean? I was like, wow. So it was a, a lot of white people out there, black people, Spanish, all races, I think, are getting to the point where we tired of this shit. Tired. Like, we tired. Because it affects other races too. Whether you with us or not, it does. It's going to affect you too, because you're not going to feel comfortable going places because you think everybody looking at you because you part. You know what I mean? Oh, you or you feel the same way. Well, even when it comes to the police officers, we have some amazing police officers that come to our business. Right. And just to have that, it's like. Right. This is an evil person we're talking about. Right. Right. I, How yeah. are these evil people not being weeded out? Right. Not to mention, didn't this dude have an uh, issue before? Yes, he had plenty of issues. If you follow the story, because everything's starting to unravel now. You know, right. it's like, it's funny too, because when something like this happened, it started to unravel and like, man, he's been doing stuff all along. Yeah. Yo, he's been he getting reported all along. Plenty of warnings. Plenty of warnings. But again, they have a culture. They have, them blue guys have a culture. They have a culture, they have a code, they have all those things with the idiots that's involved in that circle that just don't care. And they get so caught up, man, I'm just trying to go home, I'm trying to get home. No, just be professional. Just be professional, you can go home. You know what I mean? You gotta protect it, I get that. You gotta make sure it's safety, but you gotta be respectful. You know what I mean? Everybody's not a criminal. Right. You know what I mean? Another thing, again, like I said, the more you talk about it, you'll start hearing more things, or, or seeing more things. He was handcuffed. Oh my God! Handcuffed. He was handcuffed. So how in the world is he handcuffed on the ground, face down? You got your. How's he a threat to five cops? And again, he obviously wasn't. You can tell by the body language the other time. They walking around freely, walking back. What didn't want nobody threatened. Nobody was threatened. Nobody was threatened. The fact that he was a a couple shades too dark, and and big size, whatever it is. It, they, they didn't give him no right. It, it, and whatever they say he did, did they ever say what he did? What he locked him up? What he locked him up for? A uh, fraudulent check or something like that. Oh, it wasn't and, even and a violent crime. Not even a violent crime, and it's worth your life. Wow. Like really, you have to listen. When you go to a scene and say, "Okay, this person fraudulent this or signed a check," you already know. Like, I'm not going here to kill this dude. Like, you know, you how do you even get to that mindset that I had to tackle this man down? And then they try to say he resisted, but so far the videotapes that we watch, 
We ain't see him resisting not one time. We see you coming at him. Matter of fact, I even see him sitting on the ground with handcuffs and you had to help him up. The cop helped him up and then walked him over to, I don't know, I guess he got to go to the car after that. So how much threat is this man? Again, y'all, we're going to have to attack the system. We're going to have to change the system. We're going to have to, how we do that, we got to get people in those positions. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I mean, we got to get our own cops. You know what I mean? We got to get our own uh, senators and, and, and congressmen and, and council people. We got to go to these meetings. We got to let our voice be heard. We got to let them know that we are respectful people, that we are family members, that we have loved ones. Like, we are human beings first. That's a human being first. You know what I mean? If you ain't outraged by this, man, I don't even know what to say. I'm not going to say you ain't black. You ain't. I don't know what you is. You ain't. You, if you ain't outraged by this, yeah, again, no respect for the human race. And, and, and again, the silver lining, if it is any silver lining, I did see a lot of races out there fighting, and that was good to see. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want to be that. I'm just, you know, neutral. I'm trying to be neutral as possible. Let me say that. But I give credit where credit due. It was a bunch of races. I'm not just pointing out just the white people there, with Latino there, with Chinese people there. Right. I seen a lot of people out there with black people out there protesting. Yes. And and, and if you got to start there, we our voice got to be heard. We have to be out there, like, like you said, we have to show people that we have a voice, we are love, we love people, we are human beings. Cause this shit can't keep happening. So, whoo, that was, that was rather rough for me That was a little heavy because I didn't know how we was gonna make it through that because it was so emotional being a black man. Y'all just don't understand sometimes. You know, even being a successful black man, I still had to watch myself. You know what I mean? I'd be extra this and put my hand on the steering wheel. I do that. Yes, I do that. Right. You know what I mean? Because I don't know what these niggas thinking. I don't know. And I'm talking, you know what I mean? And I ain't talking to the N-word as in our black race. No, they, they, niggas in all different races. <laughs> White, Chinese. And people don't understand. That's how black people look at it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what I mean? If I go to the Chinese to get that shirt fried right, and he ain't put my rice in there, man, that nigga got my rice. <laughs> it don't make me know. You know what I mean? He, you feel me? You know? Yeah, it don't matter to me. I'm not sticking it just to us. It's a whole lot of different ones out there. You feel me? From different races. You know what I mean? That nigga out the White House. <laughs> but listen, man, we're gonna move on, man. Um so on a lighter note, y'all, I'm thank y'all, thank y'all for hanging in there with me. Man, just shout out to you guys for watching the show and, and hanging in with us. I know y'all having a good time and we gotta get these real issues, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's hard for us too because we feel the way you guys feel. I, I know that's true, you know what I mean? And I know y'all want to voice your opinion. I want to make sure that when I'm watching the social media that I get to see you guys. I post stuff just to see what you guys may say about it so I can get a feel on how you feel so I can come and be your voice on here. That's why I would give you all a couple sides, right. you know what I mean? Because I want to be your voice. I want you to be heard too as well. And if I can be the voice that come out here and say some stuff that you feel, I'm cool with it. You know what I mean? Rather people agree or not. You know what I mean? Listen, respect people. Let's not be so sensitive. Let's respect people even if we don't agree with what they're saying you know what i mean i think we get to the point where i don't agree with you i don't like you what the hell is that i don't know because we all need each other huh you got some mind oh <laughs> it, 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 let me tell you something i i respect you and i and i and, and i may disagree of your your uh, perspective right. i may uh, disagree with your idea i don't go so far as say even if you are racist Guess what? If you racist and you working at Chick-fil-A, okay, well, I got a problem if you don't put my fries in there. You know what I mean? You can be racist all you want. Don't do nothing to my food. That's all, because that's business to me. I'm going to pay you. You're going to give me, I'm going to walk out. I'm going to feel like, oh, man, I'm not going to, no, well, I'm hungry. I want them fries and I want that chicken sandwich. But guess what? Don't mess it up. The moment that you mess it up because of your ideal about race, then we got a problem. I'm going to call my lawyer. We're going to go ahead and get this thing handled. Right. The right way. You know what I mean? 
So let's just not get bent up out of shape when we disagree with whatever decision somebody decides. Listen, when it starts affecting you and, and bothering you and hurting you or causing you to not live a, um, a life of liberty and the pursuit of happiness, yeah. then yeah, man, we need to go ahead and address that. You know, um, I do a lot of conversations on Facebook and I disagree with a lot of people, but I do respect their opinions. You know what I mean? Oh, I respect yeah. their thoughts. Yeah. And I don't want nobody to think that if I'm saying something bad, you're saying something bad to me, that it's never personal for me. Trust me, it's not personal. We don't even know each other personally. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I may disagree. Michael Jordan is the GOAT. I don't care what you say. <laughs> Michael Jordan is the goddamn GOAT. I don't care. 6 and no, 72 wins with the championship. I don't care who watches it. Michael Jordan is the goddamn. I'm, a, I'm sorry. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get that out there. <laughs> You know, I respect your opinion. <laughs> so listen, man, we got about 12 more minutes left. We got 12 more minutes left. Listen, listen, listen. Jagged Edge plus 112 came on the Instagram this weekend for the last versus battle. 112 and Jagged Edge. Did y'all see it? I saw a little bit. I was listening. Well, I did watch it. Um, was 112. 112 had a couple technical difficulties. I, I like the versus battle. I like it. I'm just tired of the technical difficulty in the sound. You know, I appreciate music so much, y'all, and I love it. I want to hear it. I'm a writer, so I want to hear everything. I wanted to take me back to when I first heard that song and how we felt back in the 90s, like, whoa, rocking out. Um, but the sound is always messed up, you know. Uh, but I was Team 112, I think, and I'm a big Jagged Edge fan. Don't get it twisted. But 112 just got a lot more hits. You know, it is what it is. Um, and just a 112 story. I know that was a one to also. We got to real quick. Back in the nineties, I was in the group for you. Here's another for you um conversation, you know. Um, we got a call that we had to open up for a group. They was on tour. Guess what it was? It was one twelve. So we get to the show and we our dressing room is right next door to 112. You know, I mean, we couldn't wait to meet them. So we met them every day. It was cool. And we had to open up the show. But being us, uh, we from Delaware, but we was actually really good. And we had, so guess what we did? We knew 112 was coming. What was it, Philly? It was in Philly. It was coming close to Delaware. Either Philly or Delaware. One of them shows. We done did a couple shows. Well, anyway, we made sure we was equipped. We brought our whole band. We Teddy rallied on them. You feel me? We straight Teddy rallied on them. So they didn't have no band. So we went out there first and opened up for 112. And I love 112. Um, and we snapped. You hear what I'm telling you? When I snapped, we snapped on stage. Uh, I remember I had this fluorescent green shirt on, it was buttoned up, the sleeves were bull, you know what I mean? Me and my brothers got, we were dressed alike, you know what I mean? So we was killing them, you know, we went out there and kill them. And we got off stage, we got the towel, people throwing the towel, all the girls going crazy. So now they were saying, now nah, they were saying for you, they were saying for you, yo. So they were saying for you, and they were just, just cheering us on. We got on stage, 112 degrees, come on stage, walking by us. And they say, yo, um, can we use y'all bed? <laughs> <laughs> Kitty, shout out to Kitty, shout out to O'Shea. Uh, there's a couple other people that was on our bed. I don't know, was it Monty was on there? Was it Mont? But I know Kitty was on there, I know O'Shea, because they wanted to use our band. And our band ended up rocking, had to take care of them because they brought a dat tape. Back in the day, you feel like you're doing a show, man, we ain't bringing our whole band, they ain't paying all that money. So they would bring a dat tape with instrumentals. And then they would go ahead and rock out. What y'all had hits and stuff? They were the they were just they were young though. They was you no know, with bad boy. And we just so happy to meet them. You know what I mean? But we done met so many stars by now. 112, like, all right, man, we just seen what's the name? You know what I mean? Yeah. We just ran to a couple other people. So we was like, man, let them use the band. So they went out there and our band rocked out with 112 and we let them go ahead and kill the show and they did their thing. So 112 story back in like 93. Back in 93. So I enjoyed the versus battle. I, I got so many music stories, and now as the show go on, y'all gonna see that 
boy, you done did everything. <laughs> so I love 112. Um, they had more hits than a Jagged Edge, of course. And I'm looking for the next verses. And I just heard today that Kurt Franklin and uh, Fred Hammond is going to go at it. Oh, snap. What? Yeah, so Fred Hammond and Kurt Franklin about to go at it. Um, I have a couple people. Um, I think we was asking uh, who do we people want to see. You know what I mean? Who next? But I did. That was one. Per, that's one uh, duo that I do want to see. That's How do y'all feel about Kirk Franklin and um, Fred Hammond? I love both of them. So yeah, you was heavily into church when I was Oh, <laughs> boy, I was marrying people and everything. Shout out to Ivan. So you know what I mean? I was heavy. What in the hell you there? Yes, Fred. We gonna talk Kirk about Franklin, what happened. Yo, so y'all know all the gospel stuff pretty yeah. much through that era, right? So my my kids, they they know all the gospel, and y'all still listen to it. So I mean, I love gospel music. Fred Hammond. Um, Kirk Franklin is coming up. They didn't put a date on her yet, but they are coming up. But let me also tell y'all this, who I think will be a good matchup. And I know y'all going to enjoy this. Y'all ready? Who do y'all think would be a good matchup? Go ahead and put that on there. We'll talk about it. Also, Keith, before the end of the show, I want to shout out a couple people that's on there. So just give me the names and stuff like that. That'll be our shout out. We'll go ahead and shut them out. So who do I want to see? Y'all ready? Mm-hmm. Monica and Brandy. Wow. Oh. Monica, see, ooh, see that ooh, that was a ooh, that was a ooh. Monica and Brandy, and I'm gonna tell you why because they both got great songs and they both are great singers. Let me tell you something. There are some great singers out here who actually really respect Monica and Brandy. So they got hits, right? But I, the way I see it, they can do back and forth, back and forth. But at the end, they can end on the boy is mine. Yup. You know what I mean? I love that. So. I want to see. I would like to see Brandy and uh, Monica go ahead and go at it. Um, there's a couple other people. Uh, we still haven't found nobody for um, LL Cool J, of course. Um, I did hear Big Daddy Kane and Rakim. You know what I mean? Again, in my era. Who in your era? Do y'all got anything in your era? Little Uzi, what? What y'all versus gonna be like? You know what I mean? How many other? What y'all? Little Uzi. But I will say this. Um, Chris Brown. I don't know if he's ready. I don't know if he's part of the air ready versus, but he's, I don't know who can go against Chris Brown. I'm sorry. You're going to pull out Usher if y'all want to. That's fine. I don't know. But Chris Brown is this, who's writing for him? Who's arranging? Who's doing Who's Who's doing this, man? Who is doing this for him? It's so dope. Um, He got a new album with um Young Thug. Chris Brown got an album with Young Thug. I listened to it when I work out. Oh. Like the whole <laughs> album, though. The whole like, album. The whole, whole, album. The whole yes. album. So, yeah, Young Thug, Chris Brown um, got a good album. But, again, versus coming up, Fred Hammond and Kirk Franklin. Um, they talk about Rakim and Big Daddy King. I love to see Brandy and Monica. So, anybody y'all want to see? Do y'all, you know. Yes, uh, somebody said uh, Fantasia with Leandra. Oh, Leandra. Yeah. Leandra, the girl from um, got Sunday's Best. Oh, okay. Yeah, we got to shout her out, too. Delaware Loctician. Listen, I'm not going to wait for our shout-out. Delaware Loctician has been riding with us for the last seven weeks. She is amazing. What's up, Z? I have to give you a shout-out because we love you. We love what you're doing. Congratulations on the new shop. She's a great star. Ah, I do my homework. I'm nosy, so I get to watch all y'all stuff. So congratulations on the new shop. The shop looks wonderful, and I think it's on Lee Boulevard. Um, so congratulations on that. I know you got a new home, and I knew I know you're just going to fit right in. And guess what? I will be there to get my toes done. You feel me? I like a little rubbing on my toes. Yeah, we're going to make sure you go support. And we're going to be, as a matter of fact, I'm going to bring the whole family. I'm going to treat all y'all. Get all yeah, toes and nails done. Yeah. Right? I'm going to treat the whole family. So, yeah. Let's do that. So, um, anything, huh? Who up? 
Frank Hawkins on there? Yeah. Frank Hawkins. Frank, I got to bring you on the show, man. Shout out to Frank Hawkins. Man, this is our setup section. Why not? Yeah. Frank Hawkins, man. Shout out to Frank Hawkins with Age Delaware. He is the director. He is the man. He always reminds me, said, D, don't come out of this um, the same way. You come out of here better. Make sure you come out the better, you know, come out of COVID-19. Come out better. And Frank, let me tell you something, man. Um, one of the best moments being in the shop is when you're in my chair and we get to listen to music, we get the vibe. It's almost like me and you go back to the 80s and the 90s. It's, yeah. it's some kind of way, me and you end up vibing and you want to, I mean, you're like a big brother to me, a mentor. And trust me, shout out to Frank Hawkins, man. You do so much stuff behind the scenes, man. And I know you're not the type of guy that want to be pat on the back and all that. He not. He know he just does what he do. This is what he, hey, this is what he do. You know what I mean? And he put his song on. And I wish I never met her at all. Hey, even though. Hey, I'm not gonna do that. Listen, Frank, shout out to Frank, man. Listen, we only got a couple more, more minutes left. Anything else before we close out? We gotta leave you with a culture tip. Culture tip is how we try to engage our culture to be better, to do better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the culture tip is what? Tier, give it to them. Make education a top priority. Make education a top priority. Education, advanced education. If you don't have um, the the um, the means for a certain education, get a tutor. Get a tutor for your kids. Get a tutor for you. You know what I mean? Make education anything priority. Yes, yeah. there's apps out here. A lot of Zoom stuff going on. Listen, we have to make education a priority. Education is the key that unlocks a lot of doors. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you want to have that. You rather get a diploma or a college degree, great. Don't look at it as just a piece of paper. It's actually a key. And with that key, this unlocks a lot of doors. And once you get in there, you do what you do. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Educated. I'll tell you a story another time um, about another guy who actually, um, he, did, he didn't graduate, went back to school, but he ended up like advancing so far. And I mean, I'll tell you about, I'll tell you about that probably next week. We'll talk about that. But again, we want to thank you guys for watching Cuts Convo and Coffee, man. We are got, we got two minutes left. And in those two minutes, I want to shout out Kenny Brown, my manager, producer, I Can Rock Entertainment. Yes. Shout out to Driven. Oh, make sure y'all get my book. Mindset Go, Mindset Go, uh, Amazon, for you guys that are still home, this is a great read, and it's a quick read. Make sure you check this out. For those who have already got or get um, purchased Mindset Go, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, who else? Uh, Cuts Carbo Coffee. Make sure you follow us on Cuts Carbo mm-hmm. Coffee Livecast on Instagram. You can follow me on DerekDReedENT, or you can just go to DerekDReed.com and check me out. Terry, tell them where you're at. Tier Marie Style. So we are opening up at his image on June 2nd. June 2nd. Now keep in mind, I work Wednesday through Saturday, so you can catch me there June 3rd once I start. But the shop will be open. Make sure you guys call for appointment. Um, set it up. Great atmosphere. Great place. We have great barbers. Shout out to all the barbers for his image. So with that being said, most people say when things get right, I'll make a move. But the reality is, things get right. When you make a move, that's the truth. See y'all next week on Cuts, Convo, and Coffee. Peace.